your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show as well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you hear today, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leave a rating and review as well. That'd be much, much appreciated to make Locked On Leafs part of your daily listening routine. Lots of stuff going on in the NHL right now. We're doing a bit of an emergency podcast here on a Saturday. Uh, lots of news, not just in the NHL, but with Toronto. And uh, joining me to break it all down is Sportsnet contributor and uh, the new host of the Fantasy and Betting Podcast for the NHL is uh, Nick Alberga. Nick, what's going on? Welcome to the pod. Not too much. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Locked on should be locked down. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, yeah, like at this point, it, it honestly is. Like we've got uh, yesterday, we had Florida, Calgary, and Colorado get uh, get mm-hmm. the gate, and then today, Boston and Nashville have all now been shut down through Christmas, and it's finally hit the center of the hockey universe with the Maple Leafs getting a couple of cases, and then today, finally having their first game postponed against the Canucks. Tomorrow's game also going to be postponed against Seattle. Um, so yeah, we got word yesterday that John Tavares and Kerfoot entered protocol. And I mean, just the way that this thing has been spreading, we assumed there was going to be at least a couple more cases that were going to follow after that. We did get news that both Jason Spezza and Wayne Simmons had also tested positive. And then just earlier today, uh, Kyle Dubas did a press conference and he said that they're still waiting on a couple of, on, uh, on those final batches, I suppose, um, to see if there's any more positive tests before they head back out to Toronto. Uh, a lot to unpack there, a lot to take, but, um, you know, what, what's your thoughts about what's going on right now in the NHL? Yeah, it really is surreal. And, it, you know, Mike, it really had that feel from, like, way back when, March 11th, 2020. I remember, you know, that, that situation quite vividly as I was hosting the Leafs broadcast on, on, on Sportsnet 5.9, the fan. We had wrapped up the Tuesday night game. They were playing Tampa, feeling good about life. Uh, we're going to be back at Scotiabank Arena on the Thursday for a home game against the Nashville Predators. And then, well, yeah, the pandemic happened. And, you know, it's fascinating to me that, like, when that time happened, we're like, okay, we'll be back in a couple weeks. And next thing you know, like, I always laugh when you guys throw on um, on overdrive the uh, quarantine count, and it's, like, almost at 1,000, it seems. But, like, it's just a, a really surreal and fluid situation, I would say, right now. But, you know, the unique thing for me and the curious thing for me is, like, the Leafs haven't announced the Thursday game just yet. And that's a school day no. game, whatever you want to call it, uh, the next-gen game. Next I, gen. I don't know what you're going to do. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know what they're going to do from that standpoint. Like, I think the last thing you want to do in a world pandemic, especially with the rapidly uh, evolving cases, is, is have kids at a game, right? No, absolutely. And, and so Dubas today, one of the things that he touched on in his press conference is that they have not been shut down like the other teams. The expectation as of now is that once they get back to, to Toronto, those who uh, have tested negative and, and don't enter protocol – um, we'll be able to, to get back out onto the ice, start training and get ready for that Thursday game against St. Louis, which is the next gen game. But I, I, I personally don't see that game happening. I mean, like no. I, they're going to get that next batch of tests. Um, Kyle Dubas said should be coming down the next couple of hours. I'd be shocked if there's not 
a couple more uh, positive cases that are going to pop up here. And Toronto will be added to the list of the teams shut down through Christmas. It's only one game. Like, yeah, at this point, like, you just might as well. And especially since it's a game against a Western opponent, um, mm-hmm. why well, it's a home game. So it's, it's not like it could be made up at that point. But mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm honestly shocked. Here's what I thought. Let me know if, if you had any indication on how things are going to go down this weekend. I thought that they were going to try and do whatever they possibly could to get through today's set of games, this Saturday, Hockey Night in Canada. You know, it's a yeah. big revenue, big ticket. Um, and, you know, when it comes to, to hockey-related revenue, HRR, Saturday nights are massive. I thought they would do whatever they could to try and recoup as much money as possible on the Saturday, try and not to postpone games, and then probably Sunday or Monday go into a full league-wide shutdown. And I've just – I was actually shocked that it, it – we saw more games get postponed today, Toronto included. I think it's inevitable that we see that shutdown come down uh, either Sunday or Monday. Yeah, Chris Johnson had a great tweet. We're in one because <laughs> we are. And, and I'm right there with you. I think the other thing to note, too, is like the Marlies are dealing with several COVID cases. I think 10 plus yeah. right now. So if it, there's a trickle out effect, right? Like if, if they have COVID cases and the Leafs have COVID cases, who do you call up? Like you call an East Coast hockey leaguers up? Like it's it's a disaster right now, man. Like honestly, and I, I think in everyday life, it's just a lot different. And it has that feel again from, from March of, of 2020. And I think we just have to take it in stride and I'm right there with you. Like, I think the, the smartest decision right now for the NHL would be to shut things down because it's only going to get worse uh, before it gets better again, I would say, no. Well, they got half the games canceled tonight, half the games canceled tomorrow. And we still don't know what's going to happen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, when they were going to take that break anyways. Like, it just makes yeah. sense. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things to, to take into account. But, like, most importantly, yeah. you just look at the health and safety of it all. Um, but there is, like, the also the, the, the integrity of the game. I mean, we're watching teams having to put out AHLers and, and play two, three guys shorthanded. Like, we had to watch the Carolina Hurricanes. They won the game somehow. Yeah. But they had to play with two guys short. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, that's extra – that's taxing the other guys. Like that's not fair to them. That's health and safety concerns in general. Like there's just so much more than just the fact that, you know, there's a bunch of guys on the list, the guys who are forced to have to play through this, who luckily are healthy are being taxed in other ways as well. Yeah. It's extremely watered down the product. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I think, you know, you look at certain scenarios, situations around the league. Like I know I've got a lot of notes from blues fans on Twitter, just really, really unhappy with, you know, the way things have played out, because I think that's a really good point, too, is, you know, the fact that guys are probably playing through injuries to adhere to, you know, protocol and the rules and the call up rules like it's, you know, there's such a trickle down effect. And I think the common fan would not realize how much goes into calling up a player and, and what that means for, you know, a specific roster. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's I don't know where you go from here. I think obviously there's a lot going on behind the scenes when it comes to yeah. postponements. Uh, arena availabilities, uh, that whole Olympic discussion, the all-star game. Uh, when do you fit in these? Yeah. Like when, when do you fit in these? Yeah. Like everything is like, it's when you fit in anything at this point in time, because they still want to, integrity is a good word to use, man. Like for sure. Yeah. Like I, that, that's what I look like. This isn't, this isn't the, the, the NHL at this point. It's almost a hybrid 
of the NHL mm-hmm. and the AHL. Like guys are making their debuts and Hey, look, that's awesome. We're, we're getting to see some, yeah. some young kids get opportunity, but at the end of the day, like it's just, it's not a good product and it is watered down. And I, I do question kind of the integrity of, of, this being the NHL, knowing what we're going through. But uh, you brought up the Olympics. Um, when mm-hmm. Calgary got shut down, I kind of said, I think that's it. At this point, what we've seen since then over the course of the last four or five days, uh, there's like, if, if we're going to, we're going to uh, take a page out of, out of my old boys from overdrive's playbook, I give it like a, a one per, not even like 0.02% Jerry's percentage that the NHLers are going to the Olympics. This thing's all but said and done. Yeah, like dead in the water, I think is a perfect phrase, um, you know, and selfishly, I must add that way back when in the summer, I put some coin down 10, 15 bucks on them going to the Olympics. So selfishly, I want it to happen. And I think ultimately, what needs to happen is the NHL needs to put its foot down and say, hey, you're not going. Uh, because I think if they leave it to the players, I think the players try their hardest to go. Like, I, I just think, you know, you look at, you know, teams like know. Russia... I don't, don't know anymore. So? I don't think so anymore. I think you're already starting to see some guys come out and talk about it. Leonard was kind of the first who came out and, and said he's not going due to mental health. They heard uh, mm-hmm. Petrangelo talk about how he needs to really think twice about it because he's got young kids and the whole yeah. new quarantine process of having to be That's there the potentially for three to five weeks and how scary that could be to a lot of these players that have families. And, and Tavares even said, you know, now he kind of takes a little pause. And if he were to, to get asked to go play, McDavid said the same thing. Matthews echoed that. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of guys now who I think are are worried, and and I I don't think it's in their it's it's not up to them anymore. Like it's not. At the end of the day, it was always if they could, the NHL was going to live up to their word. But unfortunately, what we've seen through the last week, we're seeing games get postponed, like left, right, and center now, and they may even like we like I'm anticipating totally blow out the games for the rest of next week and just get things going after Christmas again, maybe even after the New Year. And if that's the case, like that, there's a lot of games that need to get rescheduled. And that three weeks uh, that, that the Olympics were supposed to go down, that's really the only time where you're going to be able to finagle the schedule and get something going. So, well, it, you know, it's, it's gone. Yeah. With the holidays coming up, I made sure I got myself some Omaha steaks because my dad's coming down and he loves himself some steak and he loves the Omaha steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha steaks makes it easy to send to friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99 you'll get 24 entrees like the world famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code NHL you also get an additional 8 Omaha steak burgers free with your order. We've all heard of the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Omahasteaks.com, keyword NHL. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 
or even better than a candy bar, a Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavors, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fats, but high in protein. You get the both best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors, we have a hard time choosing. We have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers, or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. And because it's the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight you for it, and things could get out of hand. Your friends with Santa, well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your, dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand, though. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on the Built Bar Puffs. They're light, they're fluffy, they're marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate, taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. No, like it's interesting too to know. Like I've been talking to a couple of players, and I know a lot of guys have booked trips now. Like I hope they have some cancellation insurance on oh, their trips during for, the Olympics. Yeah, it, well, if you're not an all-star and if you're not an Olympian, then you're naturally want to go away for a couple of weeks or a week or whatever it is to Cabo or something like that. So like, there's an effect from that aspect too. So certainly, I think you know, with the assumption like that, there's going to be no Olympics. Like they need to utilize a bit of that space, but. Uh, to your point about integrity, like I don't want to get to a point like I rather this season go further. And I know we we weren't big fans of hockey in the summer, but I rather go to a point where everybody finishes off their slate than go to a points percentage. Right. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And if that means pushing the regular season back an extra week or two, which means pushing back everything, the playoffs, the free agents, yeah. the draft, all that an extra couple of weeks. I mean, what's a couple of weeks like at the end of the mm-hmm. day? Right. It's it's worth it's I think it's worth it to the product. It's worth it to the fans, really, to do that. You don't want to have to to, you know, have some teams be at at, you know, 76 games and some teams be at 73. And all of a sudden you're just saying, you know what, let's just scrap it, scrap the season. Let's just go straight to a points percentage. And that, mm-hmm. that also isn't good for the NHL. I don't think you probably would have to do another play in situation. And that's going to take up an extra week or two. So what's the point? <laughs> You might as well just finish up the whole season and get 82 games in. So it, there's a lot to unpack. I can tell you what, I'm, I'm glad that I am not Gary Bettman. Uh, I'm glad oh. that I'm not, you know, in the front office. I'm glad I'm not the schedule maker because the next, the next few months, man, I don't know what the hell they're going to do, how they're going to fit all this up. I mean, the, the Maple Leafs specifically, this was mm-hmm. like their last Western road trip that they were supposed to do for the year. Like they're not going back out there. Well, they weren't supposed to go back out there. So like, where are they going to fit these games in? You know, the only logical explanation is, is during that Olympic break. That's the only logical explanation, unless they finagle the entire schedule going forward. So I, I that's, it's just, it, it's, it's a mess an absolute mess right now. I think what we'll see too, uh, to add to that is like very similar to when baseball came back, 
um, was, you know, so let's say the Leafs are playing Seattle and it just made sense to have Seattle here in the East and they're on a road trip, just have Seattle be the home team in Toronto. Like I know it's, it's ultimately what you don't want, but I think we're at a point where we can't, you know, really choose what we want uh, from a scheduling standpoint, because again, like you look at the Calgary flames, how many games does Calgary have to make up after this shutdown, right? Like seven or eight, I think on everybody else. A lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a really good point actually. So like, because even when, when, yeah, and especially if, if here in Canada specifically, if we, you know, keep it to, to the Maple Leafs, it's a lockdown leaf, so we yeah. can do that. You know, yeah. it doesn't seem like we're going to have full capacity in these stadiums anyways. So from a hockey, you know, a fan perspective, who knows if we're going to have fans in the stands come the new year based on the way <laughs> that everything's kind of been going down and, you know, the restrictions that just keep tightening and tightening. Um, we already saw in Montreal they took fans out until – what January 7th, I think. And who knows? Yeah. Unfortunately, most likely going to get extended another couple of weeks. And if that's the case, I mean, who cares if you're playing at the home building or not, just get the game done. Just make sure that you can play through the game, get the 82 season uh, schedule over and done with, regardless if you're playing at Scotia bank, or if you have to go out and you have to play, you know, next Thursday's rescheduled game in St. Louis, just get it done. Right. I, I, I think that's actually a, a really solid point that that could be something that we start to see is, you know, just to make up games, even if it's a scheduled home game, they will be the scheduled home team. They'll have last change, but at the end of the day, they're going to play the game in a different barn. Absolute mess. Um, I think, you know, some of the positives, Mike, I would grab from this. I like these cool stories, like the Charlie Lindgren story in St. Louis is really cool to me that we talked earlier about guys having the opportunity to step up and maybe make their debuts. Who knows if it would ever come, you know, for a guy like Alex Steves, right? Like, you know, I love those little stories. I think another thing to add, like right away, thinking about the cancellations reminded me of that massive pause in, in March 2020 when injured guys actually came back to play and finish the season. So along those lines, it gives Mitch Marner, uh, if the Leafs continue not to play, more time to heal and, and more game action in the regular season. Yeah, that, that that's that's another, I guess, positive as well. It's a couple yeah. more games that you're not missing one of the best players in hockey. And True. Jason Spezza was supposed to be able to play tonight, right? They, they got oh, suspension reduced. It's like, okay, great. Now we'll have him. He'll get a chance to play against Vancouver, give them another body. And all of a sudden, he ends up yeah. on the list later that day. And it's like, oh, well, there goes that plan. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there's that. I, I, I don't think the NHL um, can also – like they're putting in all these new pro COVID protocols and they're kind of tightening things going back to the way they were. To me, one of the biggest things that they need to do is go back to the, um, the taxi squad. I, 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 we need Agreed. to have a taxi squad up here playing a couple of guys short. Just it, it's, it's not – it's not good hockey. It's not good product. You don't want to see it. It, it, you know, it challenges the integrity, like I said, of the game. I think that is one of the changes going forward through the rest of the year, just as we adapt to what's going on, that's got to get implemented at some point real soon. Yeah. And I think the pushback on that would be that it's not really ideal for the guys on the taxi squad. Cause they're not really playing, right? Like they're just practicing. It's like sort of like the black aces in the Stanley right. cup playoffs where you're just there skating, but you're not playing. And so, maybe they find a common ground where guys are going back and forth from the AHL and a shuttle type service. Cause I, I think you're so right. Like there's just been so many moving parts problem, and so many positive. The, yeah. the problem with that is like, you're stuck in a situation right now with the Maple Leafs where the Marlies have an outbreak. So you can't bring anybody exactly. up. Anymore. 
So you kind of have to have them be black aces and kind of just be out there and be practice players who are ready for the picking when Mm -hmm. their time comes. It's just a fascinating to think to think about, right? Because if you're a player, like, do you want to be on that roster? Do you want to be playing some games? Like, do you really want to just keep practicing with the league? Like, that's that's why. Like, I think the PA would have some pushback on that, and it's probably the NHL is not a big fan of it either, right? So, I think that's why we haven't seen it implemented. But certainly, I would think there has to be a meeting of the minds, and they've been chatting behind the scenes over the next couple of weeks, considering the you know the transmission and how rapid. Uh, this new variant is is progressing. Like something has to be done. Uh, I know the protocol and the way they've enhanced them. You know that's a good start. But I think from that standpoint, Mike, like we just need more bodies. Uh, you know, able to suit up if if something happens, right? Yeah. Bet online has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. I, here's uh, another interesting little wrinkle to, I guess, throw into the conversation and kind of comes through what we're hearing out of the NFL right now that they're going to stop testing vaccinated asymptomatic players. So, unless you are, if you're unvaccinated, I think the protocol still remain. But if you're vaccinated, unless you're showing symptoms, they're not going to test you, which means we're going to have COVID positive asymptomatic players playing in Mm -hmm. games in the NFL. Um, I I don't know if if you want to share your thoughts on that, go ahead. But would you expect the NHL to maybe follow suit here to get like, to avoid having what we've seen happen over the course of the last week or two? Well, that's the thing, right? Is everything gets political in this day and age, right? Whether you're an anti-vaxxer or you're somebody who's pro-vax or somebody's in between or hesitant for the booster. Like, you know, I think there are a lot of people challenging the question right now about somebody being asymptomatic and why they're unable to play. Like, I'm probably in that conversation where I think maybe you have to change the way your protocols work and the way you know, your quarantine process works for a guy who's asymptomatic. Um, but I think the NFL, um, you know, will, will start the ball on this. I think the NBA will get involved. And I think at some point the NHL will be involved because uh, whether we like to admit it or not, Mike, the, this, this virus is going nowhere and it's going to be around for quite a bit of time. Right. So I think all we can do is, is adapt. And, you know, as we learn more and more, I think that's the one thing we have realized with pro sports since, uh, you know, the day it happened, uh, to now, there has been a bit of progression and people adapting and leagues adapting. So I would I would expect no different. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked down the road if if guys who are asymptomatic start playing uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, and and according to uh, one of the head doctors in the NFL, a very large majority of these cases have been asymptomatic over the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. We know that uh, we've heard similar things come out of the mouth from the doctor, the Calgary Flames. Yeah. And, and who have seen the Omicron variant pop up there. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear that a lot of these 
you know, cases that have popped up the last couple of days in the NHL are probably also the Omicron variant. And what we've heard so far, again, we're, we're learning and things are changing and adapting as we go. But so far, it seems like, you know, the, these are a lot of asymptomatic cases as long as you are, you know, boosted up. And, and I think there's what, one NHL player in the entire league at this point who doesn't have the vaccine and isn't boosted up. So, you know, I, I think that it's a worthy conversation to have. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an epidemiologist. So I, I don't feel confident or comfortable making a call one way or the other. But uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if those conversations are now starting to happen in the NHL, um, especially if the NFL does make it official and uh, they stop testing, you know, unsymptomatic or asymptomatic vaccinated players themselves. I think everything's on the table. And I think that's been the, the biggest frustration, I would say, with the current protocol in place, or I guess the old one now that the new one is back and enhanced and implemented, was the fact that what they were testing once every three days, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the rate in which they were getting tests back, which is not quick enough for t- – like and that's what started this whole thing. I'm not blaming this on the Calgary Flames, but the trickle-down effect from the Calgary Flames playing to their next opponent, to that opponent playing somebody else, and that's why we're sort of in this scenario. That being said, like I think it was inevitable. Like COVID's going to be found somewhere, whether it be in Calgary or somebody else, you know, yeah. some other team. But I'm saying – I think that's where there was maybe a breach in the protocol, if you want to call it that, where it's like we got to figure out something else because now they've gone back to daily testing. But I think that could have been the biggest contributor is the fact that they're testing once every three days. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm sure this isn't the end. Uh, There'll be plenty (laughs) more news uh, in the coming days, like I said, within the next couple of hours. By the time people are listening to this podcast, I'm sure that next batch of of tests has come in and odds are there'll be more than four guys who have it, uh, have, have this COVID variant or have COVID in general or enter protocols uh, on the Maple Leafs. But uh, anyways, one last thing I do have for you, Nick here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our great sponsors of this pod, of this pod is butonline.ag. And look, betting through the pandemic and betting over the last couple of days has been a little difficult, clearly, because you just there's so much information that we don't know yet. My question to you is like, have you been betting recently with, with all this unknown information? Are you taking advantage of books or are you staying away? So it's funny you asked that question. I won't mention who I'm with, um, but they've been down the last couple of days and they just came back. Like they had a technical glitch for the last two days. So I was losing my mind because as you know me, like I'm on social all the time. So I see, you know, Nick Backstrom go down. I'm like, hey, I'm going to jump on, um, you know, the, the Winnipeg Jets. And it didn't go out in my favor. I ended up joining another sports book. Uh, to answer your question, I have been, you know, winning a couple bucks here and there because I've been jumping on things. But the way... You know, considering how fluid situations are now, like you pretty much know that one COVID case is going to turn into a game postponement, right? So yeah. you really can't act upon it um, as as frequently because that's, I don't, it's not insider information, but I think utilizing your strengths and your ability to be on social media could could bring you a long way when it comes to gambling. Well, I, I thought I could maybe take advantage of tonight's game when I saw what the lineup could be. Like if if they didn't cancel tonight's game, that Maple Leafs lineup was depleted. Like that was going to be brutal. So you said that I, about Washington on Friday, though, right? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And, and well, Carolina too, and they ended up actually exactly. winning the game against the the Red Wings. 
but you know, it's it's a game. Is there a bet that you have tonight that you like? Ooh, um, yeah, I actually like. So I'm looking at that Edmonton Seattle game. Um, I got Edmonton, I think, at even money on the money line to win that game. Granted, the first time they went to Seattle, I believe the Kraken won that game. But I, I just you know, Edmonton's been struggling as of late, even with the guys they have on the COVID list. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jesse Pugliarvi, the, the two latest on the list. They still have McDavid. They still have dry settle to the best of my knowledge. So I actually like them on the puck line and the money line tonight. As of now, they still have those. As of now, yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but, uh, exactly. That, that, that was my bet of the night as well. You can get the, those odds, Edmonton money line odds at betonline.ag for uh, – for minus 105, so basically even money, exactly. which I think yeah. going up against an expansion team, a team that really hasn't been that great, certainly not the Vegas Golden Knights expansion club. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like Edmonton. They snapped their losing streak the other night, so they're not hanging their heads as low as they once were. I think you can get some good value, so you can go make that bet at betonline.ag. Uh, Nick, really appreciate you me uh, really appreciate you joining me today, and uh, we'll have to get you on the podcast again shortly. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, and uh, stay safe. Ah, yes, stay safe for everybody. There is Nick Alberga, a uh, sports site contributor, also the new host of the Betting and Fantasy podcast uh, for the NHL. You can find him on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy. All right, that was Nick Alberga, and uh, just as we wrapped, I kid you not, just as we wrapped, um, we got some information that came down the pipe. Uh, a couple more, those batches, those batches finally came in. They they came in, and uh, it looks like I'm just trying to pull it up here to find all of the new players that are heading into the NHL's COVID-19 protocol in the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that is TJ Brody, Jack Campbell, Travis Dermott, Sheldon Keefe, and Spencer Carberry. So that is another four uh, personnel heading into the NHL's COVID-19 protocol, bringing it up to eight people. Eight people now uh, in protocol for the Maple Leafs, and who knows who these guys interacted with over the last couple of days while not knowing that they were COVID positive, who could have also spread it around. That's kind of how the spread has been happening. You just you just don't know. You're asymptomatic, unsure, and uh, it's really unfortunate, but that's just what's happening. So uh, yeah, tonight's game canceled, well, postponed. Tomorrow's game against Seattle, postponed. Uh, Thursday afternoon, supposed to be the next-gen game against the St. Louis Blues at 2 p.m. As of now, it has not been postponed, but I would not bet my, any amount of money on that game happening. I, uh, I would assume that in the, in the coming hours, maybe tomorrow, we'll also hear that that game could be postponed as well, potentially the entire league getting postponed uh for the rest of the week through the christmas holiday uh but you know we'll we'll see i'll 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 keep you up to date as much as possible uh but uh yeah that's gonna do it for me here today on the pod i'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the locked on these podcasts on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily leaves content follow myself on twitter at mickey underscore canuck follow the show at locked on leaves and uh follow nick at the golden muzzy on twitter i'll be back with another episode on monday uh until then keep it locked right here on locked on leaves